0: It's making people think that a voice matters when it doesn't. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing to say. It's like, yo, your <laughs> voice is not that important. Genuinely. Wow. What is good? This is Noah Thomas, one half of the Mule Boys. And this is episode four of the Mueller Report. Once again... We are the sexiest beige men in fashion. Once again, I am Noah Thomas, and I'm here with the other half of the incredible, legendary Mule Boys duo, Gian and Deleon. How are you?
1: What's going on, man? Good to see you again. Good to see you. How's your weekend been? Uh, it's been chill. You know, can't complain. Kind of rainy, but overall, it's fine. You've been outside? We were outside. We were outside a little long <laughs> this week.
0: A lot of long?
1: Yeah, a lot of long. I don't know what time we got home, like 6, 5? I don't know. I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Blue
0: Ribbon Fried Chicken Late Night type vibes. Yeah, the kitchen closes at 2 a.m. for people who don't know. One of those type of situations. It's been a good week. I'd say fashion news has been like, I'd give it like a 7. <laughs> okay. Fashion news this week to last week's been like a good 7, maybe like 6.8.
1: Women's week just wrapped up, so really preparing for men's which is going to happen again in january but then all the pre-collections start coming out around november so this week's for the dogs
0: exactly it is for all of the dogs (laughs) shout out to drake eighth studio album probably another number one he's you know about to what beat michael jackson or be on the same yeah
1: he came out coming for next like the whole i mean we'll get to this later but the whole comment that he left on joe button's instagram too
0: oh my god that
1: was insane Yeah.
0: He's been on his spicy tip, man. But, you know, I get it. You drop an album
1: and... Everything's marketing. Everything's promo.
0: Yeah, he's not into any criticism, which I guess a lot of artists aren't when you put a lot into a project and you drop it, you're all excited,
1: but... He didn't have to do Virginia Beach like that, though. He
0: did Virginia Beach dirty.
1: Right off the top, literally the first song. Wow.
0: He's got a lot of beef with Virginia. I
1: think Pharrell's getting the smoke, too. He's definitely getting the smoke. He got the smoke on the uh, Travis Scott album.
0: I wonder why Pharrell's getting the smoke. Just because of the Pusha affiliation or what? He's not down with Virginia at all, it seems. He's not rocking, man. It is what it is, man. Did you listen to it yet? Of course, I listened to it. I like it. There's some bangers on there for
1: sure. Even
0: Adonis gets a couple bars off. He gets a couple bars off? I mean... And the cover, too. Lest we forget. It's not easy to be in the game this long and to keep it going. You know what I mean? No, for sure. This is an impressive run. Twenty-four tracks too. Crazy. Cause think about like CLB. When these songs right. are no longer new and you can just appreciate it as another Drake album, you're gonna say, Oh wow, this is another album full of
1: good songs. Yeah. That's very hard to do when you're
0: this far in the game. So shout out to
1: them. I definitely like it. Rich baby daddy is gonna be, I think, gonna be a club banger. I mean, people are gonna have their Instagram captions for like the next two years already off this album. So
0: exactly. My favorite one is I don't like what you did to your lips
1: death to lip yeah. fillers please dang our love is like a bbl you don't know it's real till you feel it
0: <laughs> that's real too wow. that's real he's expected to do like 400 000 to four hundred fifty thousand units first week which is crazy
1: yeah, which is crazy
0: break. in two ways that's crazy because one that's really big and super duper hard to do in this era and very few people can do that but then on the other hand in the physical album era man that would have been like super flop (laughs) like you know what i mean like that's what you did first
1: week that's why drake owns a seven six seven and not just a modest house in the 973 (laughs) Uh, so man hey man shout out to
0: joe though you know what i mean he's a legendary potter so you got to show love but to keep it going to get off of the music tip and to get back to what we do best which is fashion Alexander McQueen has a new creative director, which is kind of nuts, man, because Sarah Burton's been there forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right after uh, Alexander McQueen like, Straight away. up
1: 13 years. Yeah, she worked directly with Lee McQueen for over two decades. I mean, she designed like literally dresses for like multiple royal weddings, right? She did like yeah. multiple royalty for sure. No, exactly. It's dressed for the royal weddings. Crazy.
0: And she got started like right away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? legendary run new blood for sure i don't want to get his name incorrect sean mcgear yeah i think so newest creative director he comes from jw anderson's camp
1: injuries as well injuries as
0: well that's true so i'm excited i mean i definitely see how drees can be a good fit with mcqueen there's some similarity there and i guess the whimsical nature of jw anderson will probably help as well and i mean you know who knows what his image is
1: there's also some controversy around just all the recent appointments too, just because for the first time, I think all of the lead creatives at Karrings Fashion Houses are white men. Yeah. Which, you know, just brings up a whole other discussion. I think it elevates the status of people readily waiting for Phoebe Philo's long-awaited line too. So it's definitely like something people are talking about. is like, what does the future of design look like and how do you create more inclusivity, especially at the top.
0: Yeah. And then there's another conversation too that could be had as some like, you know, just to be on some devil's advocate, let's have a conversation vibes. For these companies, at a certain point, you pretty much just want to make people happy with that, right? So you're going to say, Mm -hmm. all right, let's make sure that we're not just interviewing white men. But then another side of it is like, let's also make sure that the people that we're looking for have these qualifications. So we need to make sure that People are in position to even know how to take over a house because, with a lot of it, it's musical chairs for that reason.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? It's not even about the race. It's like, how many people can really run this whole house and who have done it before? Because, you know, we see what happens when a company's like, we're going to do this and it's just going to be for the hype and everyone's going to clap. And then they're there for one season and then it kind of falls apart. And it's like, right. There need to be more people who really know how to do this that right. look like you and me. And that's a more important thing because to run a house is real and you don't really have time to make these mistakes or make these plays that are going to make everybody clap because it's like, yeah, that's cool, but the SKUs need to be high. This needs to sell. We have so many markets to hit. This needs to do this, the pre fall, this, the, that, that. Yeah. Like it's real.
1: But I think there's also a conversation about like men making women's wear and women designing you know, women's wear too. Because I think Gabriella Hearst at Chloe is a great example who also just left at Sarah Burton's work at McQueen. You know, there's plenty of great women designers who make menswear, right? Grace Wells Bonner, Martine Rose. I mean, even the Rose menswear was fire, but I think that was also Paul Helbers who now has his new label form with two Fs. That's also super promising. But I just think it just results in different stories being told and just a different attitude to the clothes, right? That's why Phoebe Philo was like such a goat. Yeah. Is such a goat. Specifically her Celine era. But yeah, I definitely think there's like multiple conversations that can be had around this topic.
0: Definitely. Speaking of Phoebe Philo, what do you think that's going to look like? You think she's going to play it cool or come crazy?
1: I mean, look, I'm going to reserve judgment until um, things come out. But I think people are are excited for a reason. So let's see. Whatever it is, I think it's going to be one of those things where people are going to be very excited or, you know, their expectations are going to be like somewhat better than the product. We live in such a weird hype economy now where it's almost like waiting for it is almost more fun than like when the product comes out. And I feel like it's a general reaction of anything these days. Definitely. Like everyone was hyped about more like for all the dogs, right? And then some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I hope this is going to be like, take care. Or I hope this is going to be like, you know, Scorpion or certified lover boy again and You know, people always just want something different when they're waiting for something new. And that's just like the price of creating anything at this point is like you're never going to please everybody because everyone has a different idea of like what they want. Yeah. Okay. So I'm devil's advocate.
0: This is podcast. This is what it is. Most of these designers, when they kind of say, all right, I'm going to do my own thing. Everyone's excited. And then it kind of is like, oh, I don't know what happened there. I don't want to necessarily give examples, but I also do want to give examples. Right. (laughs) Right? I mean, do you remember Nico Panda? Oh, yeah, yeah, That's just one off the top of my head that like, okay, that was weird. That was your reaction to Peter Doe Lang as well. That was also my reaction to Stefano Pilati. Mm. Shout out to the legend. Random identities. I was a little like, this is a
1: little random. To be fair, that wasn't the name.
0: Yeah. It was like a little random, like, huh. Okay. You know, because you remember Stefano Pilati, who is incredible. Shout out mm-hmm. to him. Let's not get it twisted.
1: Also, he designed like whole tour looks for Drake too, just to
0: bring things full circle. That's what I'm saying. But he was also like, you know, that you say long back when it was YSL, he mm-hmm. was the creative director for so long and his clothes were so chic. And so to see him go into this, like, I'm actually going to do this you know, kind of like techno rave. It was interesting. And so- it is very Berlin. And I think that's also something that people get scared of where it's like, okay, Alessandro McKaylee was incredible at Gucci. Imagine now if he drops mm-hmm. his own line. We think it's going to be good, but do we want that? Maybe, yes, yeah. no. So we don't know, right? But Phoebe Philo has such a good eye that I, I think everyone's like, I mean, can't suck. For sure. We can't suck. There's no way, right? There's no way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have to just wait and see. But to talk about Stefano Pilati- he is now the latest friend of Fendi collaboration designer. And so Kim Jones, who is the creative director of Fendi, he's been there for what, like... a second job.
1: Yeah, second job. He's what? He's been there for what, like two, three years now? Yeah, two, three seasons, I think. So he's still artistic director at your Men as well. So he's doing both. He's doing both.
0: Busy guy, which is why he needs help. <laughs> Friends of Fendi, please come through and hold mm-hmm. me down. And so his newest collaboration person that he's decided to hit up is Stefano Pilati. And I'm excited for that because I think this is what I want to see. I want to see him back at this level. I want to see him really get sexy again because since he left YSL, all that we've gotten is random identities, which
1: was cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it was never a luxury brand. You know, the price points were meant to be at a certain accessible price. Like this is back at like luxury capital L. Yeah, like Stephano. so it should be good. I mean, it looks really great. I want to see it. That's going to be
0: good. That's what we need. Because also, a lot of people are saying that there's a lack of designers that are pushing the needle forward. Brands that we used to be excited for because they were the ones that were supposed to push the envelope are now saying, oh, this is what's hot. Well, this is our version. And that's kind of nasty. And that's kind of what fashion has become. It's almost like when DJs used to be respected because they were... Dropping new things. They were the ones that were showing the world, hey, you don't know about this. I'm putting you on. And this is why you respect me. And now, if a DJ does that, most people are like, what is this? You suck because you're not playing anything I know. I came here to listen to X, Y, and Z. You haven't played that? You're trash. It's crazy how the game has changed. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for this because we're seeing, you know, one of the legends, one of the ones that really used to hold it down, come back. So show us how it's done. Type For sure. Cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. All right, now let's get into some footwear. Us being uh, foot-driven men, <laughs> we we do have feet. We do have feet. You know what I mean. Our lives are all about feet to some extent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't go that far. But you don't have a foot big you, head sticker you in, do, your, you in your in your bathroom.
1: No, I do not. I do not have a gigantic Birkenstock Boston uh, cardboard cutout.
0: <laughs> wait, what is it? A fat head?
1: A fat head, fat head, just a a Boston fat head, just a fat head toe. That'd be pretty, just a fat head. Okay. Fat head toe is kind of insane, but nuts. A fat head Boston. I would maybe get, that's actually very fly. Let's pitch them about it. Just put it on your car.
0: Yeah. All right. But yes. Speaking of shoes, denim tears. I'm trying to think, I think he's made every podcast so far. (laughs) Literally. Tremaine has made every single podcast. He's going crazy, he's on a run, and he has a collaboration with Doc Martens, a company that I do not own much of, but I cannot hate on their shapes. They honestly have some of the best silhouettes in the game. When it comes to the Oxford, the low top, and when it comes to the loafer, that is what uh, Tremaine has decided to use. You don't
1: sleep on their mules, too.
0: Yeah, the mules, too. They're really good silhouettes that genuinely do work for everything. So as a company, yeah. Doc Martens has it correct. Because it's like, you know, it works for all occasions. It's almost, I'm going to say, like it's fighting with the America Cup. For like most universal shoe.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, because it's still very like orthotic in nature and like an origin, right? So if like mm-hmm. Birkenstock is like the old hippie, Doc Martens like the old punk. You know, where it's like, yeah. it's a shoe you can still wear with everything. But like, it just makes every outfit a bit more like edgier in a certain direction depending on if it's like a bergenstock or like a dog martens that you're wearing
0: yeah but if it's like the low top oxford yeah the 1461 it smartens up your look i think it's more of a derby right yeah it's like a derby yeah it's more of a derby and then the loafer also smartens up your outfit yep the penton it has some chunk to it these ones are really good though he has the influence from the union jack But then he utilizes it with the Jamaican flag. The Pan
1: African flag colors, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's like that contrast. These are really fire. He's good at telling those stories, right? It's just like very good stories about um, the black experience just globally, which I think is cool. Right. I have to say that these are probably my favorite
0: since the loafers that they did with comb. I think that was the last Doc Martens collab that I was like, oh, yeah, y'all went crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, they also do just regular Cordovan. Doc Martens for comb that are just insane. There's a quarter yeah. of in Doc Martens. I'm like bench made Docs so is just wild. That's real. I got to
0: figure out what shoes I'm wearing to your event, to be honest. You should wear these. I got to come right.
1: Pit up our boy Darren. <laughs> Get a pair. That with the tux is a good look. That would That's go hard. That's a good look. You should do that. I forget who it was, but there's like a cropped tuxedo jacket available. Oh, it's Rick Owens. Sheesh. Rick Owens has a whole like Bonato wool tucks and like the jacket is like a cropped db that's like insane you should do that look with the docs
0: the crop jacket is a vibe so i have a nice jacket that i need to get tailored desperately so i think i'm gonna crop the jacket so i think that's gonna be my look or you could just go full tom brown yeah i could go ah, but i like some i like width you know what i mean like right tom brown suits just thinking about it it's just like man It just seems tight, like you can't sit in them. But then again, I've never had one on. You
1: can though. You gotta. I of course you can. Of course you can. I'm a bit in my Tom Brown phase, right? Well, I've never not been in it, but yeah, I got Tom Brown suits for days now, which is saying something. Tom Brown suits for days is a statement. (laughs) I just, I just got another one made, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, we should talk about this because it's the brand's 20th anniversary. They just commemorated it with a new book that's coming out. To celebrate nice. it. And not much can be said that already hasn't been said. But basically, you know, you're know, you looking at a designer that fundamentally reinvented the gray suit. Remember LeBron when like he got Tom Brown made for the entirety of like the Miami Heat for the pregame they walk? They looked so good. That was a moment for sure.
0: That was a moment. But see, it's like, look at how that was the moment. Look at what everyone has worn. And look at what really mm-hmm. stands out the most at the end of the day. Just a good suit.
1: Erica Badu was at their latest couture show, and then they also had Cardi B, Michelle Obama, like Julia Roberts, or even um, Aria Stark, the
0: actress that plays her. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I only know her as Aria, unfortunately, too. But she is amazing, <laughs> <Maisie laughs> Williams.
1: Just amazing, Williams. You know, she like talks about how much she loves Tom Brown. It like looks good on everybody, which is crazy. Or even when they do the Oscar season. And like the Academy Awards, and like they dress people for the red carpet. They did like Marcel the Shell, and then they did the little homie from Inari, and like the Tom Brown kids wear, which was also sick. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a look. Oh, with the bear, they have like that moment. They have Io. She wears like the custom Tom Brown chef's coat. I mean, they're cooking. So you know, this book is definitely it's a good celebration of like you know 20 years, like over 200 looks and past seasons in there too.
0: Now Tom Brown is him, man. One of the few that have really uh, held down American fashion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Besides that, I mean, his Brooks Brothers
1: run was yep. fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Black Fleece line, which is actually yeah. starting to like pop up in vintage stores.
0: And just like his shows in general are still something to really like want to go in and see. So I enjoy oh, yeah. that he's still making a spectacle
1: out of the outing. He's one of the few people that puts on like fashion shows with the capital F for sure especially in menswear.
0: He's one of the greatest Tom yep. Brown forever, man. Real talk,
1: Bex. real talk. Next up, we got something that's the complete opposite of Tom Brown. Nike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although not Adidas for reasons that if you Google Tom Brown Adidas, you'll find out, <laughs> which is insane,
0: but yeah. I yeah. do respect it. And as a company, as big as Adidas, I would also have somebody on my staff that is looking for anything and everything. That even remotely looks
1: like my company? Are you kidding me? You no, know, our man beat the case. It's good. We good. He
0: beat the case, but I think they're trying to double down. Or, or no, nah, I think he's coming back on some like, "Well, y'all wasted my time, so I'm, now I'm going to waste yours." <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's deal with this new Nike SB?
0: So Nike SBs—they have a beautiful Mystic Red that would honestly look good with a Tom Brown suit. If we're really going to talk about it.
1: These remind me of like the concepts lobster joints for people who remember what those look like. These personally are my favorite. I only really like kind of white soled Nikes. Really? The purple sole, I'm not like sold on. I'm not intended.
0: See, I like the color together because it's just relaxed. They go with everything. And I also like this kind of, I almost want to say it's like a dirty toothpaste check. <laughs> it almost looks like it's glow in the dark, but it's not. These are good.
1: Like the aqua fresh kind of color.
0: Yeah, but what I like about these is like, they're very calm and yep. fashion in general is just getting into a really calm state, which mm-hmm. is going to lead us to our question later, but we'll, we'll, get into that later. But yeah, I just brought these up cause I think that this is going to be good fuel for the conversation that we have in a little bit. So I okay. wanted to shout out the Nike SB Dunk low mystic reds because they are very clean, very classic. And, uh, I just like SB's being back in the mix. You know, just like like the Terra squads being back in the mix. Like, let's just get those silhouettes back in the mix.
1: I mean, SB's been, like, on a tear lately, too, man. Like, even, like, the Horritos are sick. The Born and Raised just came out. We're definitely back in, like, the era of, like, talking about SBs every other week now. There's always, like, something SB-related to talk about.
0: Everything is just getting kind of clean again. Everybody Mm -hmm. wants to look clean. And speaking of clean, there is a fire collaboration between Tyler the Creator's LaFleur and lacoste for a very nice collaboration what i love about this is if you know anything about tyler then you know that he has a love for like classic parisian dressing mm-hmm. and he has fallen in love recently i'll i mean recently as far as the past couple years because if you are a big fan of tyler and odd future then you knew that you know, he came in very Supreme heavy, very BBC heavy, was very much skeptical of anyone that was into high-end fashion. Even when he started to become cool with uh, ASAP Mob, he used to always tease them for being like, you know, fashion lovers and, and, right. and being all into these brands. And slowly but surely, he started to, you know, just change a little bit and explore the world and became a very tasteful, worldly individual and is now very much a fan of Cartier watches and... Chanel, and this collection just shows that.
1: The buttons are fire. The buttons are so chic. Yeah.
0: Exactly. The kind of buttons that you'd find on like a Chanel tweed jacket. So he's going crazy.
1: Like, collarless tennis cardigan, I think is my favorite piece.
0: And I stand to it. I remember saying this years ago when everyone laughed at me. Tyler, the creator, one day will be the creative director of a high-end fashion house. I still say it. It's not
1: far-fetched. Look at Pharrell now. Mm -hmm. Just where Pharrell is now, imagine Tyler in 20 years.
0: And I think he's going to kill it when Mm -hmm. he gets that opportunity. I mean, think about the visuals. Think about everything. His resume is going to be more proven than so many other people. Facts. So, yeah, this collection is fire. And I definitely like Lafleur, And I love that he created Lafleur. You know what I mean?
1: You know, it's definitely a step up from like golf weighing more true to like how he actually dresses he has some low-key collaborations in that line like with Shop, the leather jacket oh yeah that's actually a good collared leather jacket too because i know you've been looking for one like a elevated gas station jacket type thing
0: definitely been looking for one of those because it is getting cold outside and it's time to really leather up i've also been watching sopranos way too much and <laughs> man paulie guttieri he's been going crazy with these leather jackets, jacket's uncle paulie Shout out to Paulie, man. I need one of those. I need to look like Pauly. That classic style is just, it's forever. And uh, we have some exciting news talking about some classic That's styles. That's true. Talking about some classic kits.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. We have teamed up with Percival Clothing out of London. We hosted a panel about soccer style that they pop up in New York. And in partnership with them, we made some highly exclusive Mule Boys soccer shirts, Really sick design. Uh, Get the Mule Boys logo on the front. Peep the Instagram for more details and take a look at the kit. Yeah, we have the full details of the giveaway there. We have about four to give out. These are never going for sale. Friends and family only. So yeah, find details on how to get a pair on the Mule Boys Instagram account.
0: Definitely make sure you look at the Mule Boys Instagram account. Get those details. Like he said, these are never going on sale. These are extremely rare. Only four are going to be available Don't miss out. And there's less than 10 total. so Come on, man. And for all of the football lovers, this is like one of those, (laughs) you know what I mean? Jerseys where you're like, I don't even know how to explain this, but this is beyond rare. You know what I mean? Like, This is just like collecting those bootleg jerseys that you know are bootleg and it's just like, you know, Ronaldo and his face all over it. It's one of those just like, you know those?
1: Yeah, I do. I saw those in Portugal.
0: Yeah, it's just like David Beckham everywhere. It's fake, but those are still collector's items, and a lot of people collect those. Yeah, it's fake, but it's more real than the real joints. Exactly. Just random thing, but I love this story. MIA, back when, I don't even know if Versace Versus is still around, but if it is, Versace Versus did this collaboration with MIA, and so she went to the factory with all of these bootleg Versace pieces, and they were like, we can't copy these because they're too good. Like, we can't even do this. Like, this stuff is fire. Like, I don't know where you got all this fake Versace, but they're going nuts. We can't even do this. It's too good. Shouts to them. I love that. So there is definitely a lot of people that have a lot of fire bootleg stuff. And this is just like one of those pieces that throughout your legendary football shirt collection, you've got that Mule Boys Percival.
1: Yep. Speaking of foots and balls of the feet now oh. let's uh, move on to the actual mule report <laughs> <laughs> top five mules of this week tentatively known as butt watch we're open to new names if you have any suggestions let us know launching with the next birkenstock collaboration tecla sleepwear company they've done some work with Stussy. they just make really nice sheets and pajamas and this birkenstock collection you remember we saw this in the preview like months ago and we're just like Yeah. yeah this is hard it's like all pastel colors they added like that strap on top of the boston but they even have like i think it's some sort of like new arizona type model it's super calm it's nice
0: they're very beautiful one thing that i love i'm a sucker for a strap Yep. a strap on a shoe it just adds something to it like oh my god do you remember creative rex
1: oh my god
0: yeah oh my god how many pairs did you have don't lie Two max. Two. I never had a pair. I wanted a pair, but I never got them.
1: Well, we had them when I worked at the Urban Outfitters in Georgetown, so that's where I bought mine. Oh my god! You remember up against the wall? Two thousand three, four. You remember up against the wall? Yeah. Oh my god! That's where like everybody was getting antique denim from.
0: Yep. Yo, shout out to anyone from the DMV right now. All love. All love. But okay, yes. To get back to the Tekla, these are incredible. Also, they have that fur inside too. So come on.
1: That's where we get it. Winter get mules cozy.
0: are a thing.
1: Yep. But also, we're looking ahead to spring 24. Those Loewe AVA joints are hard.
0: Very hard. We have a video that Jonathan Anderson posted on his Instagram, and then we took that video and then put it on our Instagram because, obviously, anyone with any mule content, that's getting posted. If it's fire, of course.
1: So, so keep on sending us those, by the
0: way. Yeah, those are really good. I love brushed suede. I love the way it looks
1: hmm
0: it's always a good look to me so yeah those are really nice but i think that my favorite meals on this list have to be the wells bonner symphony loafers i mean let's really talk Just about
1: fire too. what a strong collection honestly
0: she's been going beyond crazy it's really good to see that she's now becoming like a little hype as well yep you know what i mean and it's also like a nice amount of hype because it's still like a tamed not too nasty like I can't explain it. It's like a refined pipe. Right. <laughs> she's in a really nice lane.
1: Yeah. And she's created it on her own, too, which is great. Exactly. And I think it just fits in with like the inspiration of this collection. It's like, she you know, she has like some fire pieces. There's like a whole varsity that says like Sorbonne on the back. And so it's very like elevated, but at the same time, still like fits into the dudes that like were wearing sneakers and you can like easily like elevate it.
0: Yes. And what I love is that for those that might be wondering when they do check these out. Oh, is that faux fur? No, it's not. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is cream shearling from a lamb, and I want to talk about this a little bit.
1: Yeah, also, don't be fooled. Like, There's a heel, but it's collapsible, so it definitely counts as a mule. Oh, definitely, definitely. Collapsible heels all day. But I think it's important to talk about how
0: there has been this like war on leather and fur, and now there's been some double back. I was never for the vegan leather movement or the faux mm-hmm. fur. But now we're starting to realize that, dude, those things are just as bad, if not worse. Let me tell you something. A fur can be in your family for generations. That faux fur, man, that thing is going to turn into, I don't even know. I don't even <laughs> like, let's go. I think going to just start to stink. That faux leather jacket is not going to make it past four summers.
1: And it's got like matte petroleum or whatever. All kind of trash.
0: So I'm just really happy that people are starting to realize, man, look, everything in moderation. And, dude, it's the circle of life. Leather is very necessary. Fur is very necessary. Yes, do I think that we should just, you know, be out here killing mad animals and, you know, just for a fur coat? No, but there's so much fur in the world that – and there's so many ethical ways to get fur, too. I mean, these animals do die. It's not like they don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there are ways to get fur, but this idea that, nah, let's just use faux fur – trash
1: there's ways of getting like wool and shearling that don't involve the practice of mulesing which is very bad for the sheep yeah things have gotten better for sure and there's just more you know as you said more sustainable and more ethical ways of getting these animal fabrics facts all right next up we have what two more quick hits people who are real heads of the game probably already have a pair of togo burrilla loafers, or mules Mm -hmm. people are sleeping on essence has this crazy pair of the toga like super steampunk joints that like have like the crazy western inspired belt and all like the silver studs on the front but it comes in like this nice super timely forest green with uh, the ripple sole. so definitely peep those they're very like punk style mules and yeah shouts to essence that's a good one for sure very good one and then one thing we've been seeing on the feet of like every other person is the Crocs Dylan clog. We just posted like the basic ivory cream one, what, a couple months ago and went crazy. And they went
0: nuts. Yeah. And I didn't expect it. Then they sent us a pair and yeah. it's not until you put them on your feet that you're like, oh, you know, these do have a nice shape to it. And they have gone so crazy. And now they have a new pair uh, that people have been losing their minds over, the burnished version.
1: Yeah. Which, to your point made earlier, it's like, they look like they're leather, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like a faux leather. It's literally just the way that they treated, I guess, the whatever material they're made of, which is, it's like regular molded material, but they made them look like a cracked leather. And that's it, crazy. It's crazy. It's
0: kind of like if, um, you know, somebody printed jeans on sweatpants <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's literally just like that these are beautifully done though croc tega yeah croc is going crazy and i would love to know what the team is thinking about just the dylan in general because i wonder if they thought or knew that it would go this crazy and i want to know yeah. what their initial intention was like was this meant to be the update for that chef essential worker or did they know that it would become what it is
1: who knows? I think they thought it was going to be like a very good casual option, but you never really quite know what's going to like hit in like the way that it does, right? When something goes crazy viral and gets a crazy response, so you know, lightning in a bottle. Sometimes, shout out to them because they did it. They did yeah, it. Man. For sure. Crocs has been on
0: such a run. Crocs has taken over schools, everything, dude. I think kids rather wear Crocs
1: and Jordans these days. Facts. Exactly. Which brings us to mulling it over. Yep. Is sneaker hype dead mm.
0: is a real question i mean because look we're kind of at that stage where our hot sneakers still coming out absolutely yeah are people still on you know the sneaker app trying to get their hands on yeah are people still sad when they don't get their you know catching l's on sneakers exactly it's still very much happening on a daily basis right but is that genuine like i need to hit my mans yo can you hold me
1: a pair please i need to Right. You
0: know, like I'm paying someone to wait in line for me because
1: I can't go. It seems to be over. I think it's like, it depends. I think there's definitely a lot of sneakers that have come out, but there's also just a lot of great footwear options that people are going crazy over right now too. Like the fact that Levi's can sell out of a Croc in like, you know, a couple of minutes is wild with the born and raised SBs. Also because of the story and the fact that it's like such a great shoe too. It has people going nuts for it. I don't know if sneaker hype is dead. I think hype has changed. I think a lot of it is part of the resale market too, right? It's like, you can't make as much money in just selling sneakers and like reselling Supreme as much as you could before. So I think that's part of it. And I think part of it is like people embracing different options of footwear too. Like Martine's about to launch her Clarks line next year. We got a lot happening. That's true. But it's just, I think
0: it's dead, man. (laughs) I just think it's dead. Like even if a shoe is beautiful, there just doesn't seem to be a need to have them anymore. You know what I mean? Like Well, there was never a need for them. It's just about yeah.
1: manufacturing want. Yeah.
0: But like when was the last sneaker that you were like, oh, I need those? And not even maybe you, but Yeah. What was the last shoe that really had the streets in the frenzy?
1: I mean the whale sambas. The silver whale sambas? Yeah. People went nuts for those.
0: But see, even that's interesting. Like, look at what they went nuts for. That's a beautiful thing. a silver sneaker. Yeah. But, like, what do you think changed it? Was it like the Salehi or was it before that?
1: No, I think the Samba's just already been a popular model. And then, I mean, Wales has done a Samba, you know, ever since their first Adidas collabs. So, I think that's part of it. I mean, even New Balance, too. I will say that I think that the hype around Nike has cooled. I mean, they're still killing it, right? They're still Mm. goaded. I mean, from the performance world and from like, the sneaker world it's like they're still getting a nike collaboration is still considered top tier right but you have so many great creators and designers working with like new balance and asics etc like kiko with asics you know still fire and i'm sure like whenever his new joints release people are still go crazy over those i just think that the market has gotten a lot more diversified and there's more options for people and i think They've either diversified accordingly, and they're like, "I'm not just gonna wear one brand. I'm gonna sample the entire platter," or they're gonna be like, "You know what? I got enough sneakers. I'm gonna wear Birkenstocks or like loafers because I don't have enough of those yet."
0: That's actually a good point. I didn't think about all of the other brands that are now creating sneakers that people care about because I'd say even like five years ago, the idea of caring about a New Balance,
1: yeah, that's like such an insane. And not Taylor Swift wearing 550s, like, yeah, renewing the hype around that new shoe. It's like she single-handedly turned that into, like, the new cooked Air Force in terms of, like, the pumpkin spice latte of the foot. Absolutely. That's true. That's true.
0: But you know what? That's the way it should be. This is the way it was supposed to be. This is the way it's always been. Like, sneakers have always been for people. It was never meant to be this hard thing to get. So it is nice. Mm-mm. I've been going on GOAT recently, and it's like, wow. Wow. I can buy these. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, wow, I yeah. missed the drop, but I can get these. And they're not $350. they are not no. 620 That's over. And that's a beautiful thing. So,
1: Yeah. I, I mean, look at Asics and Onitsuka Tiger. It's like, you know, the Samba hype when you couldn't get a pair of Sambas or Gazelles. It's like that transferred over to like the Mexico 66. And now like people are getting super hyped over just general release Gel Kayanos and things like that too. So I'm happy that people have choices. Right. And it's not just about like if you want a good sneaker now, you can go just about any store and like get a really great sneaker at a good price and not have to overpay.
0: Right, and Salomon too is like mm-hmm. brands like oh, that. Yeah, Salomon have don't even
1: get started, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The Sandy Liang collab went nuts, insane. Yeah, just like hybrid dressing's up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I would
0: also love to know what everybody else thinks. So, if anyone has any comments, let us know. What do you think? Is sneaker hype dead? Is it done?
1: And are you happy about it or are you sad about it? Hmm. Let us know. All right, moving on. Item of the week. What are we going to talk about here?
0: Man, okay. So, so, you know, something that I've definitely been on the hunt for. You talked about it a little bit. It's getting cold outside, and my jacket collection is just paltry. I've just, I've worn them all. I'm over it. Like, it's time for some new blood. That's a weird way to say it. Some new skin. I need some <laughs> new skin. Exactly. I need some new skin. So I've been looking at this, R legacy, uh, mini jacket, you know, like a blue song style. It's gorgeous. What I like about it, it's cropped. It's cropped. I needed a good leather in my life. I've never owned a leather jacket. And I think leather that is such, a, that is such a crazy thing for me to say, but it's the You've truth. never I've, had
1: a leather jacket.
0: I've never had a leather jacket my whole life. That's insane. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. So that needs to change. I think it's like a rite of passion. Buying a leather is like a serious investment. That's a real thing that's going to last forever. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've never done that.
1: I think it's time. I just got like a new one, like a couple months ago from Savas, like a made to measure one. And then I got the Supreme Shot collab in that same sort of gas station style. It's like cropped, boxy. I love it. How long have you had leather? Your longest leather piece, how many years? Uh, five, six I mean, I've got some vintage joints too. I've had like so many leather jackets, and sometimes I'll sell them because they hold their value as well. Yeah. So it's like I've got like some old Wales joints before. I mean, I have so many varsity jackets too, but in terms of like leather jackets, I had so many shots that like I've cycled through the years. I still have like a classic perfecto. I have one of the Rick blistered lambs that's just insane. Mm. You know, I have different leathers for different moods and different weights, right? Because you're not going to walk around like a heavy-ass cowhide when it's, like, 59 degrees. You need something, like, a little bit lighter that you can wear when it's, like, maybe up to, like, 75 with, like, a T-shirt. And that's where, you know, the lamb comes in, like, the sort of thinner kind of leathers. I don't have any horse-high jackets, which is just, like, you could get stabbed in and be fine.
0: But so, are there any items that you're looking at that you're like, all right, I need that?
1: I love the Our Legacy leathers. The mini jacket's a really good one. They also have something called the Demon jacket that's wild. What's crazy is that Rick Owens has this new stooge's jacket which is like their take on like the perfecto asymmetrical biker out of like a shinky horse side and Mm. that's just too tough for me like i'm like i would have to like live in this for like five years for it to like actually start to break in but i love that it exists i love that it exists is a
0: great statement for rick owens in general right because exactly i'm not a rick owens fan as far as like those clothes are not for me but i love that rick owens exists yeah the quality is phenomenal. Also, he's another one that's really keeping uh, American fashion going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he is a real heavyweight too. But yeah, man, his clothes are like worth every penny too if you've ever felt it. For sure. Goated. Goated in quality.
1: Real yes. talk. Goated in quality and in leather. Facts. <laughs> and probably goat leather. Oh, wow. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He needs to make a goat leather jacket. You just call it the goat jacket. Yeah, the goat jacket. So good. All right, let's close it out. We've been talking about this earlier. We mentioned Joe Budden getting eight in the comment section by Drake. Mm -hmm. But I know this is something near and dear to your heart. So what is your nitpick for this week?
0: The nitpick of the week is definitely, let's just delete comments from everything. Like nothing should have a comment section. YouTube, Twitter, X, whatever you call it, Instagram, everything. We just need to dead them because it's making people think that their voice matters when it doesn't. (laughs) And that's not a bad thing to say. It's like, yo, your (laughs) voice is not that important. Genuinely. Like, you don't really have much to say. We are taking everyone seriously because they have, you know, the ability to comment. And, you know, I heard something and I thought it was incredible that, like, you can write a whole paragraph about something. And you could literally, like, be on your couch doing absolutely nothing, eating chips. When back in the day, if you cared, you had to, like, go outside, write a sign, really, like, you know, start a group. Right. You had to have a blog, write a paper, start to give people pamphlets. Like, there was so much effort put into it. Mm -hmm. That needs to come back. Yeah. But there's also something to, like, imagine. You're so ready to write a paragraph and then there's no comment section. Now you just have to sit there and just say, oh, okay,
1: well, I guess I have to – all right, well, never mind. Yeah, but I think there's also a difference between, like, being Martin Luther – Nailing your like, you know, new thesis about spirituality on like the Catholic Church's door, and then like trying to be George Costanza making a joke in a theater. But it yeah. also does get annoying when it's like, yeah, I'm just trying to watch this movie. Now everybody in their seat is trying to crack a joke about Oppenheimer. Exactly. Or do
0: we really want to see Drake do what he did?
1: <laughs> True. Like, let's
0: be honest. Okay, boom, you were in your feelings and you wrote that. I remember Drake said he had a rule. He had a rule. Right. What is it, the 48-hour rule? What happened to that? I bet you in 48 hours, you wouldn't have sat there and done that. But you see, you were on a vibe. Who knows what you're doing? You might be in Ibiza somewhere (laughs) on your, you know, 16th drink.
1: Yeah. Sent from my 767 on drinking a passion for tequila beverage.
0: Exactly. A beverage because you're parched. It's your fourth one. (laughs) You saw that caption. You're tight. And wrote that. That was very emotional. Mm Mm-hmm. That was very like, dude, come on. And Show loves you. But it's not even about just him. Just comments. They just don't need to exist. And if you really care that much, then go and really put in some real work.
1: I think what made it worse is that you could like comments. And people could get gassed off like, oh, man.
0: Oh, like, exactly. Now you've got, now you have everyone who's never left their town agreeing with this one person who's never left their town. Everything on their plate is brown every night. <laughs> now has the nerve to comment on something that has to do with like world politics, or you know what I mean? Right. And now, because of the likes and the retweets and the whatever, you're legitimized
1: to some degree. Yeah. And it's like, who the are hero you? of the bean eating population? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> literally, the peanut butter sculpture gang. <laughs> it's like, wow. literally.
1: I think Peanut Butter Sculpture Gang might be the name of this episode <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it's only right so yeah
1: Amazing. comments
0: are a dub your voice doesn't matter remember that guys ours doesn't either but I just, <laughs> your voice doesn't matter crazy <laughs> this is how we're going to end this <laughs> alright we love all of you though and thank you for listening and please continue to listen and uh, follow this save this on your favorite podcast app we wouldn't sound as incredible as we do without the producer of the show, Sonia Manalili. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Gene. Once again, another great episode. We will see you in, not next week, but the, the week after. The week that. after. Back with another one. See you guys. Peace.